Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this week's edition of the podcast here on Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders and myself. What's going on, Mike? How are you, my friend? Good morning, Mark. I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to uh, a real nice day today with uh, a lot of activity around the house and uh, in the office. So um, I appreciate you hosting me here today so that we could uh, talk about something that's been on my mind. It's been, I think it's just really important. I've been thinking about it a lot lately and uh, because a number of people have been asking me questions about long-term care and how to get it. Mm -hmm. And when I say long-term care. I'm, I'm not talking about insurance there. I'm talking about getting care. How do you do that? And the uh, subsequent question is always, what does it cost to insure that? And my question is, let's figure out first whether you should insure it or not. I don't always want to just assume that that's the answer to everybody's situation. Right. Quite frankly, it is for a lot of folks, but you know, we just need to do a little bit of thinking and, and and preparation, so to speak. Um, so I thought we'd dig in a little bit on that today because it has been coming up quite often. And so I assume, okay, this must be something people want to think about, talk about, and and make sure they've got covered. So my first question, I mean, would be, why should you consider long-term care? Not again, the insurance, but why should you have take consideration for how you're going to um, be cared for in the event there comes a time when you can't take care of yourself? And you know, people usually think in terms of, well, you know, what if I can't get up out of bed, out of a chair, uh, you know, move around, that sort of thing. I need help walking or what have you. What if I can't fix my meals, feed myself, you know, clean up, do those kinds of things. Some of those deals uh, have implications as far as insurance, but, you know, some of them don't. I mean, it's just like, what if you can't cook for yourself? What if you can't drive and get somewhere and um, what if you don't have someone else living in the home with you, a spouse or a child or a friend or whatever that could help you with that? And so you need to give some thought to that before that becomes the situation you're in. Because once you're there, whether it's because of issues with being able to move about freely and take care of yourself, dress yourself, bathe yourself, not fall down, you know, things like that, or maybe uh, cognitive issues where things are just getting a little jumbled up and it's hard to get a straight thought to come or what have you. You don't want to be trying to make plans then what to do. So it deserves some thought now. And if you do have family, be it a spouse or children or what have you, or friends that uh, you would think in terms of depending on, the burden falls on them. So when you're doing this, you're doing things to help them and uh, so that you don't become a burden on them. And most people just don't want to have that happen. But I'll tell you this, if you fail to plan, it isn't just a burden on other people that are around you, that love you and care for you, but it's awful stressful for you trying to figure out what in the world do I do now? So I just encourage you to plan so that your children, your spouse, other family members don't uh, have a ton of stress and you don't have it either. It doesn't help with either physical or cognitive issues if you have a lot of stress on you. It just compounds the situation. So, you know, the first thing to think about is having a plan of where you're going to receive care and how you're going to receive care. And quite frankly, right now, 
COVID-19. I heard somebody say the other day that if we had had this pandemic quote hit a couple of years ago, two years ago, it had been COVID-17. I don't know how they come up with these numbers, but we got COVID-19 going on right now. And nursing homes have been a big focus. They weren't initially, a lot of people made some mistakes there about nursing homes and people that were more at risk for having some serious impact from this uh, disease, this virus. And so people are thinking a little bit now about, do I want to get care in a nursing home? I mean, what if something else comes along? And, and obviously there's a lot of people there that have susceptibilities to illnesses and, and uh, diseases and so forth that people don't typically look forward to the opportunity to be in skilled nursing care in a nursing home. But there's a lot of different ways to receive care. And most folks would like to stay at home as long as they can. You can make that time last longer and be a lot more comfortable if you do a little planning now. Alternatives, of course, are to get into a retirement community where they have various options for you to come in, either to rent, to buy in and get some refund, possibly if you leave after a certain time or before a time limit runs out, all kinds of ways to do that. Uh, And then once you're in the retirement community, they typically will have uh, where you can move into assisted living as it's needed, into skilled nursing care if it's needed ultimately. And uh, so they, they have that variety of, of uh, options for you once you're in the retirement community. Typically, you have to be able to walk in on your own power. So you want to know about these things, uh, have some ideas about what's available in your area and what the cost is so you can plan for it. But again, most people want to stay home and get their care at home if they need it. So is your home set up for that? Is your bedroom on a lower level? Most people don't want to have to navigate stairs if they're having some difficulty with their mobility. And uh, I would say, is your house such that you can get into the house from outside easily? And not that you have to put a ramp up right now, but is that something that could be done fairly easily? If not, maybe some consideration needs to be given there. And if there's not a downstairs bedroom, is there a room that could be converted uh, to be used as a place to sleep and um, receive care and that sort of thing. If not, it may be that you want to do some looking at uh, a different uh, home setting. And um, there's cases that I have uh, had personal experience with where children of uh, parents that needed some help, uh, maybe not long-term care in terms of um, nursing care and that sort of thing, but just some assistance, just a place to be so they could make life a little easier came into the child's home and they build a separate space within the home or nearby or something like that. All kinds of options that you can choose. You just need to have some conversation about that with the people that are involved, be it your spouse or your children or what have you. I know right now we're struggling with a situation with one of our parents in our family and wanting to try and help. And it's gotten a little beyond the point and we just could not have the talk. You know how you, you talk about having the talk with people. Sometimes it's something that can be done. Sometimes you just can't get people to have that conversation. Don't be one of those. Be a person that is proactive and has that talk with the people that will be your caregiver. And thinking too about the living space where you'll be if you decide to stay home. Is there room to uh, maneuver wheelchairs through if need be, walkers, that sort of thing? Are there a lot of rugs on the floor that might cause tripping? All kinds of things to think about. You can find things like this online where you can say, what are some ways to prepare myself to be able to live at home? 
we even have some things we can give you if you're interested. But also think about what about space for a caregiver? Somebody's going to be there pretty constant. Where are they going to sleep if they're going to stay 24-7 with you? It may not be the same person all the time, but you may have a, a, a tour of people coming in. But you know, where are they going to stay? Another thing to think about, what triggers care? You know, how, how do you decide when it's time to start getting some care? And I'll tell you this, if you do have long-term care insurance, the insurance companies have care managers and we have relationships with independent care managers that can help you to determine, is it time to seek help? Is it time to get someone to come into your home? Is it time to look at maybe getting into an assisted living situation? These folks are really sharp and, uh, you know, an independent person, obviously you've hired them. The insurance company care managers, they do act independently on your behalf. They're not there to press the insurance company's uh, case or anything like that. Another thing to think about when you're planning for long-term care situations is what about the cost of it? And how do I want to prepare for that? What if I ran out of money and I can't pay for it anymore? And you got to consider you running out of money. How about if your spouse, if you're married and your spouse is still living and they don't need care and they're still living in the community, in your home or maybe in assisted living and you have to go into skilled nursing, what are you going to do about taking care of those kinds of things? That may mean that it wouldn't be a bad idea to engage an elder law attorney and I can recommend several good ones for you to help you do some planning for that eventuality so that your spouse is not left destitute. You can plan for Medicaid and that sort of thing. We can talk more about that if you have an interest. But uh, then you come down to the other way to pay for it if you're not going to use your uh, assets. And a lot of people have the assets. I've had clients with multi-millions of dollars that they bought long-term care, and basically they were insuring the ability to keep their money so that it could provide for other eventualities. But uh, you can buy insurance to cover this need of long-term care that will pay a daily benefit or a monthly benefit and will reimburse. Um, there are some policies out there that uh, will actually just pay a flat amount, no matter what the cost is. And so you can look at the cost of insuring with those types of policies and how you pay for them varies. You can buy a policy much like you buy a homeowner's or an automobile policy. You pay your premium along monthly, quarterly, annually, what have you. And if you use it, you get a benefit. If you don't, you paid your premium to have that protection. I don't know many people that pay off their house and drop their homeowner's insurance because they're not worried about the house burning down or any other of the events that could happen occurring. So people keep that sort of thing. Same sort of concept here with traditionally funded long-term care insurance. But there are other options where you can put lump sums aside in insurance products uh, that provide for a return of the money that you invested if you don't use it or you don't use all of it. And that can be in either an annuity product or a life insurance product. And uh, so those are some options. I'm not going to get into all that. That It varies. It depends on your circumstance. No need to go into that unless you wanted to just talk with someone about it. And I encourage you just to get with someone and talk about it. We're happy to do that. One thing that people will say sometimes when we talk about the insurance function there is, what if my insurance company that I choose fails? What if they go under? What if they're liquidated? And that has happened. There are a couple of things that could occur. Number one, uh, insurance companies, you want to look at their ratings and see what their financial ratings are as far as their ability to pay, cover their future claims. 
insurance commissioners, insurance departments in the various states keep an eye on that sort of thing. Uh, I'm aware of a company out of Pennsylvania that failed several years ago. I think it was back in 2009. They were taken over by the Pennsylvania insurance commissioner. And uh, eventually in 2017, they were liquidated and the insurance company is no longer there. Now, the insurance commissioner, through what's called the state guarantee fund, took over the company. They brought on some of the people that had been working for the insurance company to continue to process claims and pay benefits, take premiums in, all that sort of thing, so that the policyholders didn't lose their coverage. They may not get the full benefit that they purchased, but the insurance guarantee fund for each state has certain limits. They're, they're fairly generous, um, but they'll pay that. And then if there's other monies left over from the liquidation of the company, they can pay over and above that. Probably more information than you needed, but all I'm trying to say is there are some stop gaps there if your insurance company happened to fail, but you want to pick well initially with a good, strong, financially sound company. And then finally, uh, the thing I would say is how much coverage should you buy? And you want to consider what you're insuring. Uh, what does your spouse need if you're in care and they're at home? What's the, the monthly expenses that you would have there? And do you need to insure every last cost for nursing care? Or can you insure the net amount after considering social security benefits maybe, or veterans benefits if you qualify, uh, or income off of uh, funds that you're not using otherwise for your spouse's living expenses? So there's a, a whole host of ways to look at this and how to figure out the amount Bottom line is prepare now, particularly if you're over 50. I hear some advisors say, look at this when you're 60. Well, if you look at it when you're 60, you're going to pay a higher monthly or annual premium than if you look at it when you're 40 or 45 or 50. You're going to pay the same amount over time, net of interest and all that sort of thing, but you can have a lower monthly expense because just because you retire doesn't mean that the premium stops. You pay it as long as you're not under claim. So, Take a look at this now. I just want to encourage folks. I've been getting a lot of questions. Let's get together and talk about this stuff or get with someone that you trust to find out what do I need to be thinking about preparing my family, my home, my finances for this sort of thing. And should I insure and to what level or not? And I think that's about it, Mark. No, those are great points, Mike, for sure. Uh, and it's interesting because a lot of times we'll say, well, you know, this episode is going to be about long-term care and it's, you think, well, how do I get it? You know, the insurance, but I really like that stance to have that conversation about some of the other aspects. We don't often think about how it's going to affect other parts of our life. So if you do have questions, if you do need some help, Mike referred to a few different things where he can put you in touch with the right people or help you with some of the things that he can do. Reach out to him at 336-668-4338. Again, call him at 336-668-4338. Share the message with someone else who might benefit from that. Maybe you know someone who's uh, beginning to start to struggle with that arena or has a family member in that arena, something of that nature. Uh, share the podcast with them. Whatever you'd like to do, you can find it at spcinvesting.com. That's spcinvesting.com. Or just search strategic planning on whatever podcasting app you choose, like Apple or Spotify or whatever. And as uh, Mike, as always, thanks for your time, my friend. I appreciate it. Great message this week on the podcast. I hope you have yourself a fantastic week. Thanks, Mark. I really appreciate that. Thanks for making this available for me today and for the people that uh, we love and care about. I hope it will be really helpful. Thanks for your time again today on the podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on whatever app you like to use for strategic planning. I'm Mark Killian. We'll see you next time here with Mike Flanders of Strategic Planning Corporation. 
information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.